this Match Day 4 Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. You customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 in any college football game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, the northeast of England. Today is. Oh, let's have a look. I've got no idea. What's the date, Baz? 29th, 30th, 30th. 31st, 30th, Wednesday. Wednesday, I really should write this down. Wednesday, the 30th of August. Um, and we've got uh, a full slate of action for the weekend, uh, starting on Friday night. The Friday night games are still going. Um, I think that stops soon, but yeah, we've got plenty of Friday night stuff. Um, and all the way through to Sunday again. Joining me, you've just heard, is Dulcet Tones, is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. What's happening? Even well. Uh, yeah, I'm currently sat here, like a few people, I think, who are in the Discord or in the chat here, uh, watching the Everton game or watching the stats for the Everton game because <laughs> uh, we put out our EFL Cup picks this week and I was bold enough to take Everton in a treble. Uh, the first two legs came in last night. Oh, and I'm waiting shit, for Everton yeah. tonight. And um, there was a few people in the Discord um, and I think Pat might have been on it, on the treble. And at the moment, 38 minutes in, Everton... On the had Asian two- line, wasn't it? Well, my pick for the game was minus 1.5. But then when I put the treble out at the end, I just said Everton on the money line. So some people might have <laughs> right. on the money line, but I've got them in a handicap. Uh, 38 minutes in, Malcolm. Everton haven't had a single shot on or off target against well, Doncaster, who are 90 I've seconds. been watching it, Baz, and Doncaster could have been tuning up in 90 seconds. Uh, yeah, I've outdone them four four shots to nil so far, so Everton are getting uh, outplayed. That's by... all right, though. It's the sort of game they will wear them down. Everton will score like 68, 84 and win 2-0. That's, that was kind of the handicap. And we kind of got the team right. Although I don't know if Dyke has got many options... Um, to yeah, make a load of changes. Strong lineup, strong enough lineup there from the minute. He's got Dan Juma, that Chamiti's playing, Dakure, Onana. Um, yeah. yeah there was that. a shock on the cards until a couple of minutes ago as well. Chelsea were 1 0 down at home to Wimbledon, uh, but yeah. Chelsea have just equalised going into half time. Um, yeah, we touched on these picks, Baz, because we mentioned them. Uh, I did mention the other day mine would be an absolute waste of time, and so it has proven. Um, I fucking, Norwich, I took team total and they won the game and they were bigger than... I took them a plus 137 uh, to score over one and a half goals and they won the game at plus 155. So I feel like I mugged myself off a bit then. Um, and then Reading, uh, 11 to 2, and then they were plus 250 to qualify. I actually took it to penalties so kind of on a, on a toss of a coin, a penalty shootout, nearly got one there. 
But apart from that, we I didn't hold out much hope, as because we know I'm terrible at this sort of shit. But uh, you've kept the flag flying, haven't you? Yeah, obviously the underdog pick didn't didn't go any good, but um, I had two for two. But I really rode my luck with it as well, like because I had Bournemouth to win. Uh, they were one one ninetieth minute, uh, and they scored on the ninety first. And I had over two point five goals in the Bolton v Middlesbrough game, and that was one one in the ninetieth minute. And there was an inj- well two goals in injury time to take that over two point five. So it did require injury time goals, but I was two for two on me uh, me three picks that I put out. Uh, and as I say, the final one was Everton handicap tonight. So far, not so good, but still plenty of time. Yeah, I know Pat. Uh, Pat's in the chat already. Pat and back to Sutton United, um, which he gave me credit for. Really, I basically gave out a list of underdogs. That was nothing to do. With, like that was nothing to do with me tipping them. It was just a factual list of who might win at a big price. And one of them was always going to win. Sutton did. Um, say Salford knocked Leeds United out on penalties, which was a. Big one. Brentford survived a penalty shootout against Newport County. Um, yeah, there's been stuff going on. There's some people in the chat. Josh was first in. Josh wins uh, tonight. Everton are killing him as well. Uh, Slickwick's here. Pat, good evening. Serial. Uh, Friday night, Baz. We've got a Friday night game, Baz. You're the expert. And Francis is here as well, saying hello. Um, so I've got two. Items of lifestyle, Baz. I had items of lifestyle we never got to the other day, but I'm just going to have to scrap them, Baz. Life's moved on. Um, first, well, the first, in fact, I've got one item of lifestyle and the one appertains to the tip list. Um, so we got a, mess- a Twitter message of Curtis Graham the other day, Baz. We need to address this. Who said, and rightly so, this was a, a suggestion or a recommendation for the tip list. And it was Jason Tyndall. So Curtis Graham on Twitter recommended Jason Tyndall. Jason Tyndall, if you're not 100% sure, is the assistant manager at Newcastle. So he's that big, good-looking bloke who hangs around behind Eddie Howe, um, who the Premier League have changed the rules this year to keep him away from Eddie Howe, who then, Klopp was acting like a tit at the weekend, um, and then Jason Tyndall sort of shushed him, gave him the old sit-down when we were 1-0 up. Um, and then obviously that comes back to bite you. So Curtis was saying that Tyndall should be on the tip list because if you trust someone and then lose to them with 10 men, you do his defence, he wasn't shushing him to say we're 1-0 up. It was shushing yeah. him because he was moaning about the Van Dyke red card, I think. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, it was all the fallout from the Van Dyke and, and all that. But well, we, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't put Tyndall on the list and we explained our reasoning. Um, well, was- I've come to the I've, I've come to with the, the proper reason, Baz, and here's the reason: he's our tit, Jason Tyndall, <laughs> and it's our list, isn't it? So it's like slagging off your own mum. Like you're allowed to slag you, I'm allowed to slag my mum off, which that's fine. I call her an old cow the whole time. However, no one else. If anyone else called you, you'd get upset, wouldn't you? Like he's our tit, that's fine. So he's never going to get on the list because uh, you know it's I, mean? I, I don't get why so. People are so wound up about Jason Tinder, like <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I real honestly, people aren't, can they? It's internet he, people, I think, I think. But I think he plays on it now, doesn't he? He, 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 uh, likes, yeah. he makes more of it because of, but it does wind everybody up elsewhere in the league. Nobody in Actually, their right mind should know who Jason Tindall is, but it, it annoys a lot of people. But what I did like was was. Uh, the idea that people are embracing the tit list and making recommendations <laughs> yeah. for the tit list. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was really good. So, yeah, keep your nominations coming for the tit list and, and all all entries will be considered. 
This would have been, I forgot actually, Baz, this would have been a good trivia last week. Back-to-back Saturdays, Baz. Uh, the IT department and Bob have spotted uh, football and celebrities in Sports Direct on back-to-back Saturdays, which is quite a big, a long shot in the first place. But week Game one. Out. Game out. Oh, oh no. Doncaster scored. One. Everton nil. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They couldn't make this shit up. Uh, well, that's this is my fault. I should have left everybody alone to get on with it. I'm um, just looking at my handicap for Everton for this weekend. I might need to revisit it. And that's exactly just what I was thinking. Uh, mine is still live, actually. Jesus, yeah, I'm that's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, so, yeah, back-to-back Saturdays. But last week was Jason Tindall in Sports Direct. And he was buying football boots for his kids. The same as uh, that's what Bob was doing. And the week before was John Joe Shelby, of all people. Uh, obviously not required by Nottingham Forest. Uh, so, um, so he was just up here. In, in Sports Direct as well. Serial uh, says, you've just spoiled that again, Baz. You love spoiling that for him. That's terrible. He's not watching that live. Like There's no way he's sat watching Everton v Doncaster. Spoilers um, don't count unless you're watching it live on TV. You may correct right. me, but surely he's got better things to do than watch Everton v Doncaster. Well, I don't know. I was watching it. Um, right, so lifestyle, Baz. I needed to get in touch with you last night. Do me a favour, because... The favour I needed for you to do was draft the um, draft the guillotine league, uh, which the boys were drafting, the DJs were drafting it at uh, 2.30 in the morning. And I did intend to draft it, but something happened to me, Baz, I was unable to draft because I couldn't see, I couldn't walk, uh, and I was very much trying just not to die last night. What happened was, it's the school holidays, it's the last week, Bob starts big school next week, so, you know, trying to do a nice little treat. So we went to Flamingo Land, Baz. Uh, you know what Flamingo Land is. Most, a lot of the British people will. It's a big theme park. It's a very northern theme park, but it's quite good. I like it. It's good. It's like half half of it's a zoo, and there's all the good animals. I had a lovely time. We saw. I mean, if you're two foot away from a tiger, you can't whack that. Like you've got to be impressed. Tiger, cheetah. We do the sea lion show. All of those cheesy stuff. Fine. The other half's uh, a proper theme park, roller coasters, and all this. Well, I'm not great at them. No one's great at them, but Betty really likes them. But you can't make her go on by herself, can't you? So first in the morning, early doors, she wanted to go on one. There wasn't much of a queue, so the IT department went on with her, survived, came off, no problem. And then the last thing we did before we went home, she said, I want to go on this massive roller coaster. So I said, right, okay, I'll go on it. Stood there in trepidation, got in the thing, absolutely shitting me pants, Buzz. Went on it. It wasn't too bad. I came off. I was a bit wobbly, but I think that's what you're meant to be. I think everyone's a bit wobbly. But as we then proceeded to go home, as I just got worse and worse and worse. So I got bundled into the car. And, I, and all I could do was close my eyes and sit as still as possible. So for two hours home, I didn't move. I then got out of the car, crawled up the stairs into bed where I just lay star-shaped. It was like my whole head in bed was in a dishwasher. It was a nightmare. And I couldn't bear to look at my phone or anything, so I messaged you and said, can you do this for us? Um, and that was it. And today, I'm still just around my eyes, like my eyes feel like they're rolling in my head, all from that. That's so, funny. What an what you, well, that's funny. That is one of the two options. I might be an absolute funny. But I do, it's definitely a thing when you get old. You, is it your cerebral fluid that rolls around your head? It either gets thicker or thinner when you get old which means it takes a long time. Whichever one would make it longer to settle down. 
So I think like Betty says water, like it would just go because she's young. Because uh, I'm ancient, mine's like trickle. So it takes like two days for to get back to normal. Uh, so I think that's why excuse pass, but there was no reason for me to be absolutely out of action for 24 hours because I went on a roller coaster. So what do you think of that? Science lesson there as well, Malcolm. Yes. Yeah, so so mate, this is me entertainment, it, isn't I had to uh, get up at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, draft <laughs> yeah, you and, did. Uh, <laughs> so I made a mistake, Malcolm. I, I uh, had a bottle of wine before I went to bed. Oh. So I had a bottle of wine, went to bed at midnight, set an alarm for quarter past two, and I got up with a banging hangover. Like, so at of course you did. Drags, drags myself downstairs with a pint of water uh, and sat for two hours drafting that league. Two was, hours did that take? Torture. Like, it was about 20 past four by the time it finished. Oh, and then Barry. Skulked off, skulked off back to bed like... I absolutely 100% owe you one. It's not not very many times I'll say that, Baz, but I owe you one for that. Like, um, we uh, you're projected to finish third in week one, um, so I think you did all right as well. I had a look today, and I'm so far out, which was about half the names I didn't recognise. Like, but yeah, because uh, we got guillotined week one last season, so we yeah. certainly don't want to get guillotined week one. It's a hundred dollars down the pan if you get guillotined week one. So, um. So that was that. Do you have any lifestyle stuff before we crack on and make some picks? No, nothing new. Let's crack on with it. Right, okay. Picks upcoming. DraftKings, I'll tell you about. Uh, if you like a bit of college football, uh, get ready for week one on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, who can you up with? A can't miss. Uh, offer bet $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets, which is uh, frankly quite a ridiculous offer. Um, anything can happen in college football. You can go from unranked to dynasty mode. Change come fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com. Slash sportsbook for details, state specific responsible gambling resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply, terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Uh, we will go to a Friday night, eight o'clock kickoff, which is 3 p.m. Eastern time, between Luton Town and West Ham United. Uh, Luton are 15 to 4 plus 375. The doors 11 to 4 plus 275. And West Ham are three to four favourites, minus 133. Um, I'm going to start with West Ham um, because I'm not interested in them at this price. At three to four, minus 133. They're far, far, far too short. And obviously that's priced up on the back of that win at Brighton last week. So they've had an average draw at Bournemouth, a 1-1, which was predictable. It was the 1-1 of the week. It kind of fitted into what we thought. They then got a lucky win against Chelsea where Chelsea missed a penalty, which probably would have put the game to bed. And then they do get a good win against Brighton. It kind of fits into their game script, which was sit and defend, hit a team on the break. Um, but everything we know about West Ham so far doesn't really change much. I didn't think they were very good against Bournemouth or Chelsea. And I still, we, we kind of know what they're about. Um, they'll pick up the odd home win. I still, Antonio has started really well, but it's still not going to finish the season on 20 goals. Like, it's still the same Mikhail Antonio. He might have scored for another two months now. Um, Luton... Will. What? He will, will. score for... Yeah, yeah. Is it your pick, is he? No, he'll score in the next... Well, I, I might have something in this game. I've... 
right. yeah. he, definitely, he definitely will score within the next uh, couple of months. Well, I'm not sure. If they're going to buy some new players, you might not even get a game. Um, so this really is the start of Luton's season. Uh, they've had two tricky away games um, at Brighton and Chelsea where they got nothing. But the ground is now ready. Uh, so they get that first big home game under the lights on Friday. Um, they beat Gillingham at home in the Cup last night, 3-2. Um, that's a bit of an outlier, the scoreline uh, for Luton. Um, so I, you kind of had to go back and look at Luton's form last year uh, in the Championship to work out how they did at home, what their MO was. And really, they, they, they draw as many games as they win. Everywhere, they, they drew 17 and won 21. And at home, they won 10 and drew 9. So draws, they, they, they deal in a lot. Um, they scored 1.35 a game, conceded 0.91 at home. So I was trying to pick a side here, but I couldn't, Baz. I couldn't quite get Luton to win. I wasn't brave enough. I don't want West Ham. Um, and I was struggling to see what the game script would be because if West Ham have to go and attack, I don't think they're capable. They're capable of doing what they did last week, which was defending, getting lucky, and picking a team off on the break. Luton will go mad for the first 15 minutes um, behind the home crowd and all the excitement. But after that, it's going to settle into a bit of a cagey affair, I think. I think one goal next Baz, but the under two and a half goals is a very fair price. It's nine to ten minus one eleven. Um, yeah, it, well, we're looking at Seville suggested a possible one-one. Um, that is absolutely one of the outcomes. It's a one-one of the week, but it's a live outcome. A one-nil somewhere or a one-one, but the um, yeah, the under two and a half is a fair price, Baz. Yeah, I mean. I've gone a little bit different. I, I mean, I think it's a bit harsh to say you can't see how West Ham can attack. They've scored seven goals in three games, which tells you they're attacking just fine at the moment. Um, I mean, it's obviously not a great start for Luton. Two defeats, conceded seven goals. Uh, but it has been a tough start with them. Two away games, Chelsea and Brighton. And as you say, back at home this week. Uh, and they are 10 games unbeaten at home. And they've won eight of their last nine, albeit against lower league opposition in the Championship last year. Um I'm a bit torn because I do think Luton are going to have to get something from games like like this one at home. Um, but I also think people are getting a little bit carried away with all of the romance around Kenilworth Road and Luton <laughs> at home and all of this lot. I mean, I saw a post on Twitter yesterday saying something like, West Ham could get caught out by an atmosphere that's never been seen in the Premier League before. Oh, God. What is that all about? Like, What haven't we seen before that we're going to see I mean, tomorrow? Luton? Like, it's if you just- want a compass... We said this about Burnley week one. They were yeah. 1-0 down after three minutes and got beat. We said it about Sheffield United at home week one. Lost 1-0. So, yeah, just... it's definitely a thing. The home atmosphere can be a thing. But equally, it's the Premier League. Like uh, The players, are, the West Ham players are going to walk out there and completely and utterly shit their pants. Exactly. But uh, I think people are going a little bit too far uh, in terms of how much of an edge Luton are going to get out of that um, situation. That said, I think at the prices, I think Luton at four to one is, is a little bit bigger than I expected. But like you, I I can't get myself far enough in their favour to think I'd, I would take it. Uh, but I don't want West Ham at their price either. I mean, West Ham have got off to a great start. They had the draw against Bournemouth and followed up with good wins against Chelsea and Brighton. Um, so ironically, the two teams who have beat Luton are the two teams who West Ham have gone and beat. Um, but I'm I'm just a bit wary at this point of, of getting carried away. Um, 
with teams who are in good form over three games, because that's what we're looking at at the minute. We've literally had three games, and it's not enough form to go off. Um, so I don't want to back West Ham at three to four. So I looked at the goals. I, th- I think, dis- despite the good start West Ham, they have conceded in every game, uh, and that pushed me towards both teams to score. I think West Ham will score, but I think Luton will get on the score sheet at some point. Let's West Ham, for me... I think we'll probably nick it 2-1 or something. So I don't really like your pick, but we can both land here. So the pick for me is both teams to score. And it's at 4-5, to five, minus 125. So Luton v West Ham, both teams to score is the pick. Um, but I thought I'd chuck a score out there because uh, I've done all right on the Friday night with, with a little bonus scorer play. So it's not my, uh, my main one for the week, but I think Antonio, I think having scored back-to-back, Games, he'll be full of confidence. He's five to two to score a goal any time tomorrow, and thirteen to two for first goal scorer. Um, so I'm going to have a little play on that. So Miguel Antonio, five to two for an any time goal, and thirteen to two for first scorer tomorrow night against Luton. He's um, he's shite, but uh, twelve thirty Eastern. I nearly said first pitch. Then I haven't done that before on the uh, Premier League show. Um, 12.30 kickoff on Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Sheffield United against Everton. We can't even see Everton without laughing. <laughs> well, by the way, Bas, you like me jumper? I noticed it was a bit bright, Malcolm, but at least it's not uh, corner. It's like pale yellow. It's got a pineapple on it. Look. Yeah, lovely. It's all right there. I never it's it's always at the back of the rotation, right at the back of the uh, wardrobe, but the IT department must be slapping on the washing because I saw it just now. So I just thought I'll stick it on. I've got a bit of chocolate on it down there before. Betty made smalls. But I thought it'd be all right to keep on, you know. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't be wearing this colour at my age, but I am. Sheffield United are twenty-one to ten plus two ten. The draw is eleven to five plus two twenty. Everton is seven to five plus one forty. Baz Keenel, pick this up, and it's horrible. I know. I mean, you you messaged me earlier on and said this was a hard slate of games, and it is definitely the hardest uh, we've had yet. I think. I mean, before I go into that game, I mean, we look at the first few weeks we've had and there's, there's barely been any major surprises has there in anything no big shocks uh, no big underdogs I mean we've picked a couple of underdogs but they're not being massive like the Wolves to beat Everton it would, it's not a massive shock that Wolves went and beat Everton yeah. the biggest I, I think we've had is probably Arsenal drawn at home to Fulham um, but I do feel like this week could I said to you I think it could be a weekend where, where that changes I, I feel like you can make a case for a few underdogs this week just because it is quite a hard slate. And I think people are overestimating some of these teams who've got a good off to a good start and possibly underestimating a few teams who, who haven't got off to a good start. It's just three games at this stage. Like, can't get carried away with some of the, this, this stuff. But Sheffield United, Everton, uh, I mean, I've wrote, yeah, what, what do you do with Everton? And, and I mean, I wrote that before they went 1-0 down to Doncaster <laughs> without having a shot on goal in the first half. Um, it's been profitable for us Faden Everton so far Uh, they're still goalless Um, they've conceded six four of them come against Villa away from home to be fair but at some point Everton will pick up something uh, or at least score a goal Um, so so is it this week that's the question I mean the problem for Everton as well is their away form last year is shocking. They had the 5-1 win against Brighton, which we talked about a few times, mentioned what a freak result that was and a result that ultimately kept them in the Premier League. And it really was a freak result. Uh, that's that only away win in the last 10 months, Malcolm, in competitive football. 
That Brighton game is the only away game they've won. You have to go back to last October for another away win from them in competitive games, which is a massive concern for anyone looking to back Everton here. But then how, how do you make a case for Sheffield United here? Three games, three defeats. I mean, they've not been blown away by anyone, which is the one positive. Each of the defeats has come by a single goal. Um, and they'll probably take some confidence out of the 2-1 v Man City because you've only been beaten by one goal at Man City. You're not doing too bad. They're just, there isn't an outcome in this game that would surprise me. Um Sheffield United could win it, I'd say, yeah, fair enough. Everton might get the, get a result this week, scrape a 1-0, fair enough. So I just can't make a case for any of them on the money line. If pushed, if I had a gun to my head, had to pick one, I think I'd take Sheffield United as the home underdog at just over 2-1. to one. Um, But it's it's not a pick for me. I, I've dipped into the cards market here Ooh. because I, I really struggle to with this game so I've gone into team cards to be precise Sheffield United have picked up 10 yellow cards in three games so far they had four in the first game and two threes Uh, Everton's opponents in three games so far have also combined for 10 yellow cards so follow that trend Sheffield United over 2.5 cards in the game is at 10 to 11 minus 110 Uh, so that's a pick for me Sheffield United to get three or more cards in this game okay um I dipped into the cards market once last week and couldn't have been further away. So I gave that a wide berth. Because there were so many hard games, I was trying to cut out. I can't pick a win. I'm not good enough. I'm going to find some cards or corners or shit like that. Just guess it would. Um, but I couldn't. So I tried to keep myself as legit as possible. But it's hard to take the side, Baz, uh, because like you say, if you went out on Saturday afternoon and then checked the scores and saw whatever, you'd think, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so... Neither side have done enough for me to want to pick them. I don't want to pick Sheffield United to win because I haven't seen enough from them. And you can't pick Everton to win because you haven't seen enough from them. I made that same comparison last week with Wolves and had seen enough from Wolves to want to make a pick, but I haven't with Everton or Sheffield United. It's almost a, uh, a six pointer this start uh, this early in the season. It's wild. Um, both teams will view this as a game to try and uh, get off the mark. Uh, both low scoring team, but. What I did here, Baz, before the odd, before I saw the odds, um, I knew the under two and a half would be skinny. I knew it would be really skinny. And I said to myself in my little mind here, Baz, I said, if the over two and a half is 13 to 10 or bigger, I'll take it. Um, and I clicked on and it was exactly on that line. I'm a very shrewd man, it turns out, Baz. Um, the over two and a half is 13 to 10 plus 130. Um, Everton can't defend for one thing, uh, they appear to have no intention of defending. Jordan Pickford's always in his goal, which is someone should tell him, really. Um, somebody wins this game 2-1, Baz. Um, set pieces, like two corners from a header in a manky old scramble. Yeah, you can clip that on Saturday at time because that's what's going to happen. Someone wins 2-1. It's over two and a half goals, plus 130. 13 to 10. Uh, Francis is speculating that it's one of the week he's missed. Uh, and Mark B hello Mark that's a new name to me don't know if you know Mark yeah he's put up Cameron Archer as an anytime scorer Uh, it's a price of 130 uh, plus 330 for Cameron Archer he's just signed for Chef United Um, important I don't know too much about him Baz like do you do you have a we haven't seen much of him have we but um, I mean 130 for someone who's going to be playing up top for them in a game where as you say, Jordan Pickford's in goal at the other end. Why not? 
Why not, Baz? Uh, right, we'll crack on after I've told you about underdog fantasy. August is almost over. Uh, time, if you can say straight, to draft your fantasy football team on underdog fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out the best ball drafts. Uh, it's one live snake. Draft no waivers, no trades. Set in, forget it. Underdog will do the rest. The best ball mania tournament has $15 million prize pool with the frankly absurd $3 million to the winner. Um, visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. Sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And don't forget about the SGP Patreon. Um, you've got things like the NFL Win Totals Contest. Uh, that's got a $1,000 first place prize. The this the weekly Patreon Pick'em is all week one college football. That's live as well. And it's just a great way of supporting the network, helping uh, everybody churn out all the content that we all enjoy so much. So that's at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. One, two, three, four, three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday afternoon, starting with Brentford against Bournemouth, where Brentford are 13 to 80, minus 138. The draw is 14 to 5, plus 280. And Bournemouth are 15 to 4, plus 375. Brentford have played two home games, drawn them both. The 2 2 with Tottenham and a 1 1 with Palace last week. Um, they were pretty average for Palace last week as well. Um, an XG of under one zero ninety six. Bournemouth were, I thought they were disappointing against Spurs last week. I thought they'd have a bit more of a go. Um, and the Bournemouth do look like they're settling into that pattern of sort of being a bottom third team. Um, sort of a little bit fancy, and they're going to flash for the odd twenty minutes. But they're very, they look very beatable. Uh, Tottenham kind of just picked them up. Instinct. I think everybody's instinct just says goals here. Um, however, then I've got three games that I've kind of gone against this just on the odds. And that first one was Sheffield United, Everton, where I've just gone the plus money over. Um, Bournemouth have gone under two and a half twice. They had the 1 1 with West Ham and then the 2 0 at home last week. Um, and I just think Brentford might be levelling out. Uh, another team that you, you've just said people are kind of overreacting to, and we mentioned them, Wimmer and Wisser and all that sort of malarkey. And they didn't really show up last week. Um, the under two and a half is plus money, and I'm happy to take it, Baz. Brentford might win it 1 0, 2 0, something like that. But I can see this being it again, a relatively low scoring game. Bournemouth just let just say dropping out, and Brentford aren't really blowing my skirt. I think people went a little bit over the top. They're very good at home, they don't get beat at home. Um, if they can't win, they make sure they don't get beat. Um, and yeah, under two and a half goals, Baz, 11 to 10 plus 110. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think Brentford are being sort of over overestimated a little bit based on what we've seen so far. They are unbeaten. We've got unbeaten Brentford against winless Bournemouth. Brentford, five points win and two draws. Um, but both of those draws coming at home, so they haven't won either of the home games so far. Those home games against Palace and Spurs. Um, and the only win they did have was the away win to Fulham and that game finished 3-0 but a lot of that turned on a, a red card early in the second half for Fulham and, and Brentford kicked on from there and although Bournemouth are winless they have faced three unbeaten sides so far in Liverpool Spurs and West Ham um, so I, I, I think 
you know, they've had a tough run of fixtures. And this is this is one where I think I can make an argument for the underdog here because you're getting close to four to one for Bournemouth. And I just think it, it could be the right fixture for us to see a bit more of an uptick in them. Um I think a few of these underdogs are just attractive prices and it's it's ones where I start to think I want to oppose the the, the favourites. Um, I just feel I want a piece of Bournemouth here. I, I'm not blown away by Brentford. Um, as I say, Bournemouth haven't done anything either to blow us away at this point. But at the prices, I, I want a piece of Bournemouth. Bournemouth are at four to one. Um, you can get them drawn or bet. You're going to take two bets here, Baz? No, it's just one bet. Um, okay. You can get the draw no bet at five to two, or the double chance is twenty-one to twenty. So I was between the three of them. Um, so I'm going bang in the middle. Um, Bournemouth draw no bet at five to two plus two fifty. Um, that is not two bets, Malcolm. The double chance is two bets. It's one bet. Um, yeah. That is one bet. Uh, so yeah, that's the pick for me. Bournemouth v Brentford. Bournemouth to win, but in draw no bet market. Because as you say, Brentford do have a lot of draws at home. Um, but I'm still getting a good plus money price there. Five to two, um, I think, is a, is a good price to have a have a crack at Bournemouth here with that little bit of insurance if we get the draw. So, yeah, Bournemouth, draw no bet, five to two, plus 250. I would say that's half a bet, Baz. Two bets is half a bet. Is it a bet where you get your money back. Just a bet. Really you just a bet. put one stake in and press your button. Yeah, but you might get it back. Well, you might do, yeah. That's not, well, that's not gambling, is it? <laughs> but or you lose. I'm not having it. Uh, Burnley um, against Tottenham. Burnley are fourteen to five plus two eighty. The draw is three to one. Tottenham are eleven to thirteen minus one seventeen. I'll start with the away team here again. Um, Spurs why you, played. Why are you starting? Is it your turn? Well, of course it is. I've just done the Drop. last one. I can't remember that. Go on then. Um, yeah, I mean, before before I kick off with this one, just a reminder, because we've got quite a few people in the chat. If you're in here now or you're in here later watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. And if you haven't already subscribed to YouTube, uh, please do so. And we've had a big, big uptick in the Spotify reviews lately. After after a plea a couple of weeks ago, we've had about 15 new reviews on Spotify. Uh, nice. So if you are listening on Spotify, Apple, don't forget to, to give us a review, because we know we've got loads of new listeners, loads of new downloads. We're getting loads more people watching the YouTubes after after we've streamed now. So, um, yeah, give us a thumbs up because uh, it does make a difference. Burnley, Spurs, uh, Burnley coming into the third consecutive home game, uh, haven't had their only away fixture postponed. Uh, they've lost both, conceding three in each game, uh, City and Villa. And they've got now got another challenge here with Spurs coming in unbeaten and Spurs who have scored two in each of their three games so far. I think... Spurs are one of these teams where I think people are just getting a little bit carried away a little bit too early about them. Um, we're three games in. And they've all got off to a good start. Um, but then I looked last last night. They get they get knocked out on penalties against Fulham. And I'd listened a bit to Talk Sport Radio and I'd looked at stuff on Twitter. And there was a load of Spurs fans going absolutely mad about that defeat. And it was like it was some sort of big giant killing they got knocked out of the cup off Fulham, who are, you know, finished two places below them last season. Um, and it just got me thinking that suddenly the expectation at Spurs has gone from right down here in the space of three games to being right all the way up here. And I just, I, I'm not sure it's, I, I'd want to see more of Spurs, uh, you know, 
over a few more weeks before I'm hugely convinced that you know they're back to where they need to be. Um, I get why Spurs fans are, are full of hope again because from what they've seen so far in the Premier League, it's been encouraging. Um, but I just want to say a bit more. Burnley have had a horrible start in terms of the schedule. They started with Man City, then a postponed game against Luton, which which might have been a favourable one for them. And then they've had Villa and now Spurs. I mean, we were quite high on Burnley pre-season and I think there'll be better days to come for Burnley uh, and it could possibly be here. I'm, I'm going to take Burnley. If this was... Uh, what I was thinking, Mark, as I say... It's early in the season and, and I don't want to put too much weight on these three games. If this was last season's Spurs under Conte, this is exactly the spot where we would take Spurs on. Um, away to a side like Burnley and Burnley being at plus money. I, I would have done. I would have took this all day long last year. Um, so I'm going to take a punt on it this time. Uh, I'm fading the short-term form here with, with Spurs and just going with my gut, I'm taking Burnley to win this on the money line, 14-5, to 5, plus 280. I just think somewhere in this slate of games, there's going to be a couple of unexpected results. So have I found one of them here? Possibly. We'll, we'll soon find out. But yeah, the pick for me, Burnley v Spurs, is Burnley to beat Spurs at 14-5 to 5 and plus 280. Um, yes, Barry, I agree. That is also my pick. Uh, I've got Burnley at that price. Um yeah, Spurs, I mean, the, the word Spursy exists for a reason. What they did last night was Spursy. I didn't understand it. I mean, he didn't make wholesale changes, but Tottenham have got two trophies that could win this year and just got knocked out of one of them last night. For Why? Like, if they finish the season, if they lose on Saturday um, and they finish the season on 58 points instead of 61, but they win the cup, it's a massive thing. It's a huge turnaround, but they just got the air. They got knocked out. Um, and it's too early. We know we know it's too early for me to change my perception of what Tottenham are going to be, which is this up and down team. They're going to score some. They're going to concede some. They're going to have some good wins like they did against Man United when they could have been behind at halftime. They could be sitting on three points. Brentford should have beat them. Man United should have been in front at halftime, which would completely change the outcome. And then they were... Comfort, fairly comfortable against Bournemouth. Um, and Burnley, we were high on, and it's too early for us to change our perception on them. We haven't seen them enough, and the spots we've seen them in haven't been ideal. Um, so, yeah, I think you've got to give Burnley a squeak here. And uh, We spoke to, um, it was Nathan from the, the Burnley podcast pre-season, and he said they've got this, they have got a habit of getting these uh, big results against good teams at home. And I'm going to give them another chance, Pass is what's happening here. If this goes Burnley nil, Tottenham three, I might have to uh, change my opinion on both sides. Um, Francis point that Spurs over one and a half goals. It kind of will be a regular system play. I think Seville mentioned it uh, earlier on in the week in the Discord channel as well that we said Tottenham might would draw two two every week and they have scored. They just scored two goals in uh, in every game. They've scored two goals so far. Um, so Francis might be onto something, but I think uh, Burnley might get at them. Uh, carrying on to three o'clock, just Chelsea against Nottingham Forest. Um, Chelsea are two to five minus two fifty. Uh, Forest the draw seven to two plus three fifty. Forest are seven to one. Um, I'll go first, Barcelona. Uh, Chelsea look to be clicking. Uh, they were good for fifty or sixty minutes against Liverpool. Same against West Ham. They managed to draw and lose those two. 
Um, it wasn't quite good enough, but then it was good enough against Luton, that level of performance. Um, it didn't, it wasn't brilliant, but it was too good for what Luton had to offer. And a couple of their players are starting to look really sharp. Jackson looked good again, got his goal. Raheem Sterling looked reborn. Um, Forrester in for seven new players again, Baz, seven today. <laughs> I don't, like, we said part of the pre-season was that you appear to have settled down from last season's silliness. And then, oh, actually, hang on, here's another. Because they've already signed a few, four or five, and then they're act- actively bidding on like seven today, I counted. So I don't quite know, still don't get that disconnect. They'll be absolutely wounded by that defeat last week. 2 0 up at Manchester United, lost 3 2. Uh, Joe Worrell will be suspended for his red card. Um, they do look a bit lively away from home already. They were terrible away from home last year, but they did okay at Arsenal, lost 2 1. And they did okay, Man United lost 3-2. And then against Sheffield United, actually, they weren't brilliant. They won the game 2-1 with a late winner. But Sheffield United matched them. Um, their XG in that Man United game last week was 1.1 for us. So as much as they attacked and went forward, I mean, they were two up against four minutes. It was a um, it was a real anomaly that they were 2-0 up. I think Chelsea can win this by two goals. I think Forrest are going to drop off a little bit. They've had a hard start. A lot of adrenaline has got into those games uh, against Arsenal and Forrest, uh, in Manchester United. And I just think it, for, to ask them to go and do that a third time is a lot because I do think there is kind of a little bit bang average. And Chelsea are improving. This is another good spot for Chelsea, just like the Luton Town was. Uh, the Luton Town game was last Friday. Chelsea to win by two, uh, also over one and a half on the Asian handicap. 21 to 20 plus 105. I, I, I thought Chelsea were too short a price here, personally. Um, you know, one win, one draw, one loss. Uh, and though they did look sharp against Luton last week, it, it did take them another 68th minute to get the second goal um, and, and put that game to bed. They were well beaten in the end by West Ham, as you say. That, you know, if Enzo Fernandez scores the penalty, different story. Um, but Again, there's a bit of hype around Chelsea after a 3-0 win against Luton. Uh, and I think you might need to temper that just a little bit. Even around, not just sort of betting-wise, even around fantasy football, Sterling's had one good game and suddenly everybody wants to have him in the fantasy football team. Um, I'm, I'm hanging on for that sort of thing at the moment. Like I just think, calm down a little bit. It was it was a game against Luton. They have got some good fixtures coming up, though. Um, Forrest have lost two, won one. But they've given a go to counting themselves in every game. They've lost by a single goal against Arsenal and a single goal against Man United. So they've been competitive in a, in a tough set of fixtures. They've scored in every game. They've actually scored five in three games. And one year continues to be on a hot streak, scoring every week. Um, and as I say, I just think Chelsea are another team where the, the hype's been built up just a little bit too much off the back of that recent result. I was r- really tempted with Forrest here. Um so I'm going to have two bets. You can, you can get Forrester's 15-2. to two, um, and It's just too big for me for a team who have been competitive in every game so far. And let's not forget, if you'd backed Forrest last week, Malcolm, you would have cashed them and there'd have been a big price at, at, away to Man United. If you back them with Bet365, which is who we use, you go two goals up, you get paid out. So, um, you know, backing Forrest last week would, would have paid nicely. My main pick for the game here, Malcolm, is both teams to score. I think Forrest can score. Chelsea might go and win it. But I am going to have a, a little bonus play on Nottingham Forest because I think the price is, is big and it's tempting. 
Um, it's 15 to 2 plus 750. It's just a little bit too big. So, yeah, the main pick for me, both teams to score. I think Forrest will score here. Uh, but definitely, I don't mind a punt on Forrest to beat Chelsea at, at that price of 15 to 2. Um, tell you what, we are going to have to do, Baz, is you know, we're up a bit. Uh, we're halfway through, taking 45 minutes for pity's sake. Uh, the final three o'clock game is Manchester City against Fulham. Man City are minus 714, so round about one to seven. Uh, the draw is 15 to two plus 750. And Fulham are 16 to one. Fill your boots, Baz. What you got? Um, I mean, Man City just continue to be efficiently picking up the results, haven't they? With without really looking like they've hit top gear yet, they made hard work of it against Sheffield United. Late equaliser could have made things a little bit uh, interesting. Uh, just to made City a little bit angry, and they just went and did what they needed to do to nick it. Two of the three wins have come away from home against promoted sides. So nothing to get too carried away with there. But they also won their single home game as well against Newcastle 1-0. Um, their home form is ridiculous. 19 consecutive wins now at home. 23 games unbeaten at home. And in that 19-game winning streak, they've only conceded eight goals and have kept 13 clean sheets. So it's impossible to oppose them here. Um can't make any argument at all for Fulham. But it's short prices on everything, as you would expect. So I've gone into the uh, first half market, just a move I, I like doing sometimes where I can't find anything else. Um, and it's a plus money price, I, I like. And it's City on the Asian handicap, but the first half Asian handicap, minus one. It's at 11 to 10, plus 110. So we need City to be two up by half time to cash a winner. And if they're one up at half time, that's a push. So you won't like that because there's a it's chance. Half a bet again. Half Another a half a bet. You can add that to your half a bet from earlier on, making a Anything bet. worse, it's a loser. But um, City have been leading at half time in the last six home games and have been leading by two or more in four of those last six. So something a little bit different. It's a market you should be able to get with most books and it's definitely on bet 365 that anyone, anyone can use. Um, hopefully so, yeah. First half Asian handicap, Man City minus one. So we're looking for City to be two up by half time at 11 to 10. Plus one ten. Funnily enough, Baz, um, a Man City have been really boring from a betting point of view. Like you just yeah. said, functional, getting on with it. It's not like one to seven, and there'd be nothing special. And I've made the notice. I keep trying to chase shit like City in the first half market because you've been trying to find. I've, I've done what you've been trying to do, um, and, and find that plus money, find it, and it just hasn't worked for me at all. Eventually, I did find one, actually. And when I found it, I was delighted with it. Um, it Fulham just never looked like scoring. The XG um, was 0.78 um, last week. It was 0.57 against Brentford. Um, and it was 1.41 at Everton. So it was a bit livelier at Everton, even though Everton's XG was much better that day. Uh, I just can't see Fulham scoring. Um so it was it was point seven eight against Arsenal last week. So they did get the two goals. They got one in the first minute when Ramsdale was rolling down like a three year old, and then one in the last minute. Um, but they didn't really threaten much apart from that. Um, I just think Man City kept a clean sheet against Burnley. They kept a clean sheet against Newcastle quite effortlessly, and it was a stupid decision from Kyle Walker to back heel the ball in his own box. It was a mistake that got Sheffield United a goal. I think Man City can win to nil. That's five to six minus one twenty. Yeah, I looked at that one. I mean, there's a few people in the chat putting up City team total over two and a half. It's an obvious thing to look at. I looked at that myself, and I don't mind it for 
accumulate those parlays, whatever. Um, but just not as a standalone pick for me. It was a little bit short. I think eight to eleven. Um, I like it. I think it'll come in. Um, but I just didn't want to put that short of pick out as my main pick. Yeah, what, yeah. What the Fulham defended bigger. quite well against Arsenal. This time you didn't talk anyone out of it. Like, yeah, like I say, Fulham stymied Arsenal, and, and that would have Arsenal would have been a similar price last week to cash that and failed, uh, which is why I didn't want to go there. The tea time kickoff, uh, 5 30, 12 30 Eastern time, is Brighton against Newcastle. Uh, incredibly close on the books. Brighton at plus 155. 14-9, Newcastle plus 150, 6-4. The draw is 11-4, plus 2.75. Um, really, really hard. I mentioned this on Monday night, Baz. There were a fog of despair um, that I could see this beginning 5-0, 0-5, or anything along that scale. Um, what I'm confident about is Brighton's unpredictability, but that doesn't help when you're trying to find a pick. Um that sample of three games is the sample that Brighton are going to give you. And we we were on them. Uh, we we weren't buying it, Baz. You mentioned a couple of teams already tonight that you're not buying the high one. And we did that with Brighton last week. Um, Newcastle, it's hard because you're trying to look beyond the result and it's still difficult now sitting on what day is it Wednesday night. I still keep remembering what's happened and they're like, fucking hell, shaking me head. So you've got to try and look beyond the result of the performance. And, um, but it's hard to analyse the performance because it was 70 minutes against 10 men. So it wasn't a usual thing. We can't look at... That's not what it's going to be at Brighton. So it's really hard to try and extrapolate anything. Um, Botman is going to be a big miss for Newcastle. Looks like his ankle injury is going to keep him out um, because really we haven't got many alternatives. You've moved Dan Byrne across or you play in the cells. Target goes into left back. None of it's ideal, really. We're still a little bit weak in that spot. Will um, Target go into left back or will Lewis Hall come in? I'm, I'm thinking Lewis I Hall, thought Lewis Hall was injured. I'm not sure. The other option is Livermento could go in and play anywhere. I'd love to see Lewis Hall play. I think I'd, that would be an uptick for me if Lewis Hall plays. I think he's injured, but I went on the old premierinjuries.com earlier on and yeah. the, the little ticket had Lewis Hall um, injured. Um, the other problem I've got here, Baz, is I've got all of the Newcastle games completely the wrong way around. I took Villa and we humped them. I took Newcastle and we got beat. And then I took Newcastle and we got beat. So I'm completely and utterly the opposite end of the spectrum. That was tempting for me to take Brighton because then we'll win. Um, so the key to beating Brighton is hitting them on the break. Newcastle have got players who can do that. Uh, Gordon, Almiron, Isaac, whether it's Murphy or Barnes. And uh, we've got players... Who can I just can't split them? The books can't split them, Baz. They're the same price. I can't split them. We drew down there last year. Um, if no one can split them, I don't know why you wouldn't pick the draw 11 to 4 plus 275. Baz. Don't mind that. Um, you know, there's lots to be positive about Brighton. They're the highest scoring team, they've got the highest XG of any team in the league so far. But at the, at the other end, I think there's only Fulham have a worse XG against um, maybe it's Fulham and Luton. Possibly Brighton have given up a lot of big chances, so it's understandable why we're getting such low prices for goals in Brighton games. All three games have gone over three point five goals, and all three of their games have gone both teams to score, and they've had a total of fourteen goals in the three games so far. Head to head record, it's not pretty for Newcastle down at Brighton. Um, no wins and six visits, four draws and two defeats. Only one of them games as well went over two and a half goals as it happens. But this is a different Newcastle side. 
to to any of those previous uh, iterations, but also probably same could be said about Brighton. Um, the further we get away from last weekend, the more relaxed I am about things. Some fans will think this is a poor start of the season for Newcastle, and I think non-Newcastle fans will definitely think that, and it really isn't. Um, we've lost two games against two of the best sides in the league, and we lost them by a single goal. City are on three points from three games. Same three fixtures last year. How many points did we get from them, Malcolm? Three points. No. One. Three. We beat Villa at home. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood the question. I'm saying if you, you know, a lot of people are looking at Newcastle thinking they've underperformed and all of this lot. Yeah. Newcastle in the same three fixtures City away, Liverpool home, Villa home. We, at this point, in those fixtures, we had three points. Yeah, yeah. We're no worse yeah, off. Yeah, I would beat Villa. So, so if we can go and beat Brighton this weekend, which I think we can, we're potentially two points better off than we were last season from the same four fixtures. So it's not all doom and gloom. I'm still positive uh, about Newcastle's chances. Um, we've, we've talked about how some teams are being overhyped on, on short-term form, some of them with very favourable fixtures so far. Um, and, you know, Brighton have had a good run of fixtures to, to get them where they are and, and get off to a good start. Um, the opposite would be said of Newcastle. I think people will underestimate Newcastle now because they're sitting there on three points. You've got to look at the tricky run of games they've had. Um, I'm, I'm still full of confidence, Malcolm. Last last year, I looked at our worst spell in the season where it was all doom and gloom. We lost three on the bounce. We lost the League Cup final. We lost to Liverpool at home and we lost to Man City away. Now, we've just lost to Man City away and Liverpool at home. What did we do after that run last year, Malcolm? We went and won five in a row. So... I'm I'm backing us to to bounce back in a similar fashion this time. I'm, I'm taking Newcastle as a pick to win. Um, Newcastle will be bright at six to four plus one fifty is the pick for me. I'm, I'm taking them on the on the money line. If anyone isn't as confident as I am about Newcastle, then another one I like is Newcastle to score two or more, uh, and that could cash Malcolm's bet as well. Uh, a two-two or something like that. So Newcastle to score two or more is also available five to six minus one twenty. It's another bet I don't mind. Um, but for me, uh, I'm taking Newcastle six to four plus one fifty. I think we'll be playing angry this week, and they'll go out there and they'll bounce right back. Okay, nice, Baz. Um, an update. I've got some breaking news on Everton, Baz. It's just in. They've had a shot on target, Barry. Oh wow! Uh, I know Doncaster have had fifty. 15 shots, Everton have had three, but they have got one on target. It's still Doncaster 1, Everton 0. No. Uh, Harrogate Town are losing 8-0 at home to Blackburn as well in the cup. We didn't pick that, Baz. Um, Blackburn minus 7.5 was the pick. I've got it? an update so for you, Everton have just scored. Oh, have they? Yeah. <laughs> I've talked that one in, haven't I? Here we go, three late goals. We're going to catch people. Um, we move across to Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock kick-off, Crystal Palace against Wolves. Um, Palace 9-10 favourites. Um, minus 111. The draw is 23 to 10, plus 230. Wolves are Burnett and Bertie, 100 to 30, plus 333, Barry. Have you got a 1-1 of the week, Malcolm? Yeah. Good. Because I haven't. I was torn. The reason I ask is because this was one game where... You're I not allowed a 1-1 one, one of the week. Right. Well, I, I got it right last week, so... What? You, what sorry? What? I picked the Brentford what? Palace game last week as the 1-1 one, one of the week. Did. We both did. It was a team ride. I did. 
Fuck off. You might have. You... Anyone in the chat will tell you we both put that. I'll put it out before you. Toby, um, you just buried. Anyway. But it's my thing. You Need can have it, it this week. Um, I, I haven't got one. Um, okay. Palace, one win, one draw, one loss. All three games have went under 2.5. They've had a 1-0 win, a 1-0 loss, and a 1-1 draw, as predicted by both of us here last week. See us in my notes. Hey. Um, I'll clip it up, Malcolm, later for you if you want. I don't. Um, that's not. I don't care about the clip. What I'm saying is, it's my thing. Just you, leave it. You, you, leave you, it. You, don't look at it. Don't think about it. Don't sketch it. Wolves winless first two games, and then had the perfect tonic last week, didn't they? With a game against Everton, uh, bringing them their first points of the season. Well beaten at home to Brighton. They've then also had a 1-0 win and a 1-0 loss. So six games across these two sides have delivered four 1-0 scorelines so far. Uh, and five times the under 2.5 has hit. Um, four of the last five head- heads have all gone under 2.5. But under 2.5 is a bit short. It's four to six, minus 150. So it does look to be a low scoring affair. And I think one goal could be enough to win it for either side. And I've just got a slight lean towards Palace here as the home side. Since Hodgson returned... Um, to Palace. Only Arsenal and Man City have won at Selhurst Road, uh, Selhurst Park, sorry. And those two only won by a single goal. So Palace at home are a tough proposition. They've won the last two meetings between these two sides that have been played at home. So give me Palace to beat Wolves. 10 to 11, minus 110. Palace to beat Wolves for me. Um, It's a classic mid-table clash, isn't it? Like you say, Palace won 1-0, 2-1-1, lost 1-0. Uh, Wolves have done better than we thought. It looks like they're going to lose Matthias Nunes to Manchester City for £48 million or thereabout. Um, they were competitive at home against Arsenal Palace, although they didn't really look like scoring. They still haven't got a striker. Um, Palace are one of those teams who've just started exactly like we thought. Um, the I think Wolves have been all right. Uh and I'm going to take the draw, Baz, which is 23 to 10. <laughs> and the score of that draw, Baz, is going to be... One, Don't one. see it. Uh, it's the 1-1 one, one of the week, Barry. Crystal Palace 1. Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. The draw, that's at 6-1. to one. Uh, The draw being at 23 to 10. Now, somewhere along the line this week, there's a couple of thousand people, Baz, are going to listen to this rubbish. And what I would like is if any of them has an ounce of musical uh, ability, it's that we want a jingle... Uh, I want a one one of the week jingle. So get your keyboard out, get your Bon Tempe organ, get your guitar out, get your recorder out. Just a 10 second, 20 second. I don't want Bohemian Rhapsody. A 15 <laughs> second jingle for one one of the week would be absolutely tremendous. Uh, drop us a voice note or something. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll jingle up the one one of the week. Uh, okay, two games left. And these are absolute belts as these two guys. We probably should have left ourselves longer than five minutes to talk about them. Um, two o'clock on Sunday is Liverpool against Aston Villa. Uh, Liverpool four to six minus one fifty. The draw is seventy two plus three fifty, and Villa are Burlington Birdie one hundred to thirty plus three thirty uh, Liverpool will be buzzing after last week's smash and grab, um, but it is hard to analyse. I said the same from Newcastle's point of view. It's hard to analyse that game because um, they played in ten men mode. They did it really, really well. Um, what they have got is a whole load of excellent attackers. And they actually looked quite sharp before the game was kind of spoiled by the red card. We then, uh, and that was the difference against Bournemouth as well, really, was just Liverpool's excellent attacking play. 
because they look really dodgy at the back. They look okay in midfield. Zabozlai uh, looks like a good player. Obviously, McAllister can do his thing, but then, like you say, Endo, Meh, Harvey Elliott, whoever else is running around in there, whether it's Gakpo or what have you. Uh, Van Dijk being suspended. Uh, Mate nearly made the tip list, actually. Uh, Van Dijk being suspended is going to make it really hard for them as well, especially against the Villa team who were rolling. Um, we did see enough of them at Newcastle, although we hunt them 5-1. I know they're going to be a good side. Um, maybe Alex Ferguson was right. Uh, turns out, after all that, you might you might actually know what he's talking about, but rather than everybody else about football who laughed at him. Um, but since then, they scored four games, seven and three at Burnley. Diaby's absolutely flying. There was a few games here where I went against the grain with the over or under. I wanted the bigger price. Not here, Baz. This is instinct is goals, goals, goals. The books like goals, goals, goals. I wish it was a bigger price, but the over three and a half goals is 11 to 10 plus 110. This just could be mayhem, like 2-2, two, 3-2, two, two, something like that. So, yeah, that would be my pick, Baz. Over three and a half, 11 to 10. Yeah, I mean, since getting well beat off Newcastle in that opening weekend, Villa have scored seven in the next two games. And they added five against Hibs in the European game last week as well, didn't they? 14 total goals in Villa's three games so far. And I've wrote down, I can see that continuing as well. I think it'll be goals, goals, goals. Liverpool, as you say, will be without Van Dijk. I don't think it makes a massive difference, to be honest. Who, you know, if it's Gomez, Matip, Konate, Van Dijk. I don't think he's been anywhere near the levels he was a couple of years ago, Van Dijk anyway. Um, ever since he got done by Tiny Arms Pickford, I don't think he's been <laughs> the same levels. I think whatever version of, of Liverpool defence is selected here, I think this Villa side can cause them problems um, in the same way sort of Anthony Gordon did against them early on last week. Um, at the same time, we know Liverpool are more than capable of causing their own problems at the other end. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Nunes starts this week, if he's secured a start and berth after his late heroics last week. He'll be a bit disappointed if that doesn't get him a start. I think Liverpool are definitely too short at four to six. I wouldn't want to take them at that price against a decent definitely not. Um It's another game where I think you can make a case for the underdog here. I think Villa at 130 plus 330 is, is decent value. Um, so I do like Villa. I like Villa on the money line. I, I think they're a good price in what I think will be a fairly evenly matched high-scoring game. But I've gone a different way. I've gone for the Villa team total on the goal. So I've got Villa to score two or more at a price of 13 to 8, plus 167. Um, and I've gone that way because Liverpool scoring two or three themselves here wouldn't surprise me hugely. Um, so rather than taking Villa on the money line, I'll take them on this goals line instead. So the pick for me is Villa to score two or more at 13 to 8, Malcolm, plus 160. Yeah, I looked at that, Baz. I was, yeah, I was looking around all the kind of goals markets. I just can't see why this would go against the grain where a couple of the games, in fact, one of them are coming to where I can see. Um, the final game is another belter. This is the 4.30, um, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff between Arsenal and Manchester United. Uh, Arsenal, 4 to 5, minus 120. Uh, the draw is 11 to 4, plus 275. And Manchester United are Burlington Birdie, 130, plus. 333. Um, good game, this one. Baz, what are you telling us? Well, I started my review of Man United last week by saying I couldn't back them anywhere 
based on what I'd seen so far. Oh, um, oh, he's not, changed it up. Not, not seen much against Forrest necessarily. That should change it. I mean, I took Forrest last week. I, I done well to oppose Man United, took them on a handicap, cashed the winner, despite Man United getting the result in the end because Forrest plus one and a half still paid. But this week, I'm tempted with Man United. Um, I'm yet to be convinced by this new version of Arsenal. They're yep. unbeaten, but they've not hit the same levels they were at last season. One goal victories against Palace and Forest, and a disappointing draw against Fulham doesn't blow you away. And I think, man, you will look at this as an opportunity here. Um, I think so far these teams are closer matched than the books have got them. There's no doubt about it, Manu are, are very fortunate to be sat here on six points at this stage. They had to dig deep to turn around that game against Forest, and nobody with eyes thought they deserved anything from the 1 0 win against Wolves. Um, their away form should be a concern. They're not all, you know, all of their best form does come at home. But it's purely a value play for me. I think Man United to win here at 10 to 3, uh, 130 is a really tempting price. But I'm going to draw no bet again, Malcolm, only because it's not a big difference. You're getting 130 for Man United to win, and you're getting 9 to 4 plus 225 on the draw no bet market. So that's a pick for me. Man United to beat Arsenal on the draw no bet market at 9 to 4 plus 225. Uh, Rangers are doing a good job in the old Champions League there, Baz, getting beat 5 1 uh, competitive. Um, seven minutes left, Everton still 1 1. Chelsea hanging on for 2 1, and Burnley have just scored late doors at Nottingham Forest 1 0. Uh, that one's in injury time. Um, Arsenal fucked it against Fulham last week, uh, and they'd been pretty functional before that. They scrappy against Forest, um, professional win at Palace. Man United, do you know what, Baz? I had I haven't handicapped it the way you have, but I really like what you've done. The, what I've got down is they're impossible to trust, but that doesn't mean they're not going to. They're impossible to back. Do you know what I mean? You could. You could back him. Every team's got a price where they become backable, haven't they? In yeah, every yeah, game. yeah. If yeah. the price it goes far enough, then you you have to go the other way. But, I don't trust them to win, but at 130, um, you could see why. Like, and these are the kind of games where early in the season they'll turn up and they have them. Okay. Um, they scored goals against Forest, but that was against 10 men. They were poor at Spurs, but it could have been in front first. Mr. Sitter should have had a penalty, that sort of stuff. And then they were terrible against Wolves, fair enough. Um and Arsenal, the thing we don't trust with Arsenal is the fact that they've mucked about with our system. We expected them to build. I thought they were good last year. So, like I say, that professional, I've mentioned it more than more times than enough, but that professional performance at St. James's Park last year was the most impressive, cohesive unit of a thing I'd seen for a long time. Um, and the kind of, that's what they kind of did at Palace, went away, kept a clean sheet, got the job done. Um, but they're still arsing around with the team. They've got the right back in the midfield, the inverted fullbacks, all of that malarkey. Um, so I've got two bets here. They're exactly the same price, and I don't know which one to take. Again, I've gone against the instinct of goals, but uh, this is going to be cagey. It's going to be tight. Both teams to score no is eleven to eight plus one thirty-seven, and under two and a half goals is the same price. Um, I think Arsenal are going to win 2-0, Barry. Um, I'm going to take under two and a half, just to give myself a little bit of a safety net. Under two and a half is 11-8, to eight, plus 137. What are you smirking at? 
I've just put Pat Foster's prediction up underneath you. Yeah. <laughs> He's got both teams to score and over 3.5. It's been the exact opposite way. And I've got both teams so, not to score and under 2.5. Come on, Pat. With, yeah. If we end up with a 2-2 draw, we'll clip that one up and Pat will get all the credit for fading you. Um, Pat's, yeah. Pat's going to knock up a 12-minute long meatloaf-style 1-1 one, one of the week uh, jingle by all accounts anyway. So there you go. Um, yeah, well, I'm not sure how much help we'll be to anyone there, Baz, because that was tricky. That was really tricky. Um, and we ended up on the opposite sides of a few things. So uh, three weeks in, three weeks of profit. Um, could be scratching around here, Baz, but um, we've got about a minute left before we get in trouble off Sean and Ryan. So lock, not lock, dog total. That's the wrong show as well. Dog, goal scorer and your acker, Baz. Yeah, but I'll chuck my scorer and underdog out first, then we'll put Warakas out last. For the scorer, I'm going for a game that's expected to be full of goals. A player who scored last week, and that's Anthony Gordon, 130, 10 to 3, um, plus 330 for an anytime scorer, and 10 to 1 for a first time scorer. So Anthony Gordon to score against Brighton. 10 to 3, anytime, 10 to 1 first scorer. Uh, underdog. I would make a case for loads of these underdogs, yeah. I might even consider a little dabble on three or four of them and play the doubles or trebles. I like Bournemouth, Burnley, Forest, Villa, Man United, all as live dogs, I think. Um, I think at least two of those will win as underdogs this weekend, just finding the right ones. My pick's going to be Man United again. Man United beat Arsenal at 100-30 is my underdog of the week. Over to you. Score an underdog, Malcolm. Then we'll do a parlay. Um... Underdog is Burnley. Uh to Tottenham, just not trusting Tottenham. They're gonna have they're gonna do this all uh all season long. Uh might be well, but be pre-season, Tottenham are wobbly, and I think Burnley will have good days. So four games in, I kind of changed that. So a team I think will have good days might beat the team that I think are wobbly. They're 14 to 5 plus 280. Goal scorer Baz, 9 to 1. Hey, what are you telling me about that? 9 to 1. Connor Gallagher. Going to bend one in from 22 yards out uh, against Nottingham Forest. I think Chelsea can back up a few against Forest. I think they can get three or four goals. Gallagher's in there pulling the strings. I looked at Sterling. I looked at Jackson. But I did. I wanted to be out on a limbaz. I wanted to hit the 91 um, first and last. 130 any time uh, for Conor Gallagher to take one down on his thigh. Paint brush volley top corner. Uh, and I'll throw up my yakka. I should throw my Acker directly into the bin, Barry, because that's what my Ackers are good for. Straight to the bin, Ackers. Um, I haven't won one since 1989. However, it's the it's it's the under two and a half treble <laughs> on all the uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. We're going to be on the opposite sides of something here. <laughs> Come on. West Ham is definitely finishing under two and a half. Brentford right. Bournemouth is definitely finishing under two and a half. And I'll tell you how good this actor is, but I've only written two down, but I've got a price of 11 to two for the three, and I don't know what my third one is. Um, what an absolute shambles. Oh, Palace Wolves is the answer. <laughs> it's been one of the week, so have they, bastards. So they're going to win, which isn't funny, and they're going to cost us our bet, which is also not funny. That couldn't so have gone us, any worse. Give us your, um, your treble again there, because you made a right mess of that. <laughs> Under two and a half, Luton West Ham, Brentford, Bournemouth, Palace Wolves, but price of uh, plus 568, 11 to 2. Okay, mine is an over 2.5 <laughs> accumulator, and I've gone for four games here. Um, and I've went for all of the four, uh, three o'clock kickoffs um, on Saturday. 
Everton aren't involved, Wolves aren't involved, and Palace aren't involved, and they're the teams who always go under. Uh, we've had 10 games go under 2.5 this season, and six of them have involved at least one of those three teams. So I'm going for Man City, Fulham, Chelsea, Forest, Burnley, Spurs, Brentford, Bournemouth, all to be over 2.5 goals. That's a price of 11 to 2, plus 5.50. Doesn't help you, Malcolm, does it? Not really, but like I say, mine. They're right people just, celebrating Everton's goals. I think some people, a lot of people have took Everton on the money line in because my Because you put it out wrong. Because that's what I said at the end of the show, yeah. You know, I, I will officially lose, but um, yeah, some people may <laughs> We're not here for you, hopefully, we're here for the people. Hopefully, I uh, Nick's, Nick, I mean, Nick's taking an hour and 11 minutes to cheer him up tonight uh, with a get in. So that, that, that'll do for us, Nick. Uh, nice, nice that you were lurking around anyway. Um, yeah, Slick Rick's right. Everton winning is bad. Anyway, we have got no more time for small talk because we are absolutely three minutes over schedule, and that's the sort of yeah, shit they get. Everyone has there. got time to thumbs up, Malcolm. Yeah, they have. Uh, right. Thank you very much, Barry. Um, there's more people in the chat at the end than I think we've had for a long time. So, yeah, uh, going to all the things Baz says. Tricky week, this, Baz. If we can survive with one unit of profit, uh, I'll be absolutely delighted. Um, Thank you for your endeavours. Thanks, everyone, who uh, joined us in the chat and watched and listened and all that sort of stuff. Um, we'll be back probably on Monday evening, maybe Sunday. We'll have to see how sure where everybody is. Uh, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. 